On this episode of The Bravehearted Woman, I continue my conversation with author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, fitness guru, Forbes Riley. You're going to hear something and see something that's going to make you say, oh, wow, today on The Bravehearted Woman. Hey, Bravehearted Sister, thank you so much for being a part of the Bravehearted Woman podcast and this segment, Bravehearted Stories. The purpose of this podcast segment is to share your heroic story of bravery so that others can draw strength from you. Now, before you say, oh, wait, wrong girl, I disagree. We're all having a human journey here in this fallen world. And let's be honest, we've all faced times that we needed to be like Joshua of old, be strong and courageous. So you had to find your brave at some point in your life. It was bravery that got you out of depression as you walked through that dark season. When your child opted out of a relationship with you, you had to be brave. You had to be brave when you learned how to podcast, when you wrote your book, when you told your story, when you went through that devastating divorce, when you made that hard decision, when you came up with a, no, I can't do it, when you lost all that weight. Whatever your story is, I could go on and on. And so in this podcast segment, though, we certainly want to celebrate you and talk about all the accolades and all the highlights of our life, I also want to take our listener into the shadowy parts of our life because what comes from the heart touches their heart. And so when you had to choose to believe God, even though you wanted to give up, when you had to face another day and keep going, even when you wanted to lay in bed and pull the covers over your head, or when you were so afraid you couldn't hardly face yourself in the mirror, or when you had to draw those boundaries or do those hard, brave things, whatever it is, those are the parts of the story that I want to tell. So before we have the thrill of victory, there is an agony of defeat. There is a valley season for us. So let's not over-spiritualize it when you come on the podcast. Don't be afraid to be raw to your level of comfort, of course. But my audience, they're you. They're right where you were. They're where you are. And they need to find courage. That's why they're listening to this short podcast episode. So give me some interview questions that help us go deep. Give me a short bio of yourself, a great picture of yourself, and let's do this thing. This is an on-camera interview, so make sure you got your hair and your makeup how you want it for the watching world to see. Make sure you have good light in front of you so that we can clearly see you and you're not silhouetted. Good microphone is always helpful. Let's capture your story. It's worthy to be told. To God be the glory. Let's share it with the brave-hearted sisterhood. Thank you. But, uh, and I'm mostly sad when I think about it that I didn't get to meet my kids. My son is the epitome of my dad and all the other good things that I have in life mixed with my ex-husband. And he's a strong, amazing kid who's at university right now. And my daughter reminds me a lot of my mom, which is crazy that I have these beautiful twins that are, okay, you want God and fantastical? Yes. They are conceived on my mother's birthday, March 20th, the first year after she passed away. And they oh. would do on December 7th, which is my dad's birthday. Go for Look you. at that. Go figure. Look at that. I'm a big believer in signs, literally uh -huh. signposts. I can't express to you how clearly, if you look, the signs appear everywhere. They're there. I know there. It's not just, it's, I, I don't have a special connection to the universe, but I notice them and I've always mm -hmm. noticed them. And I love that. Some people are very oblivious. They're very earthbound and they go about their daily life. But if mm -hmm. you stop for a moment and say to yourself that magic's real, 
How do babies get born? How do trees come back? How do dogs know how to eat? It's all kind of magical to me. It's divine. I know, it's just kind of crazy, right? So for example, I grew up in a certain house, the number of my house. Well, if I just watched Splatter University, the first movie I star in, turns out the number of my house is the number of the classroom that I teach in. And when I noticed that, I thought, wow. When I had my 50th birthday celebration out in Las Vegas, the room that I got booked in, random, was that same number. That number appears on a clock. And so I look at those things. The other day, I have a couple of isms. I have a new book coming out about my isms. And one of them is really, you know, begin with the end in mind. It's a magician's ism. You have to know how the trick ends before you start or don't do the trick. And so I've been teaching that and I'm driving in Utah two weeks ago. And we get to one of those churches where it has the kind of like, you know, the sign for the post for the day. And it said, thought for your day, begin with the end in mind. And I thought, I jumped out, took a photo and thought this, because if the universe doesn't know how to connect to you, how many burning bushes have you talked to lately? But I hear God and I hear the universe through our voice. Hopefully people who are listening to this today, Don, which is just a great name, by the way, are hearing something through the universe. It isn't necessarily about me, but for you. Yes. That's why I just wanted my audience to get an opportunity, get a taste of Forbes Riley and Don Damon, if you will, too, because I believe, and shifting gears a little bit, women hit their 50s and they start believing a pack of vicious lies that start shredding their faith, their hope, and their belief that there's something still great in their future. Now, I'm 62, so I'm right Oh my God, and you're gorgeous. This is, look at the two of us. We look like freaking Barbies. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I always wanted Barbie to have red hair, doggone it. (laughs) So I was kind of unfortunate when I was younger. I had brilliant red hair, pure white skin, and a land of blue-eyed Dutch girls with blonde hair, that silky wavy blonde hair, and they get tanner than tan in the summer. I just got 17 more freckles and red burnt skin and peeled. It was horrific. And had I known, and I grasped it finally, but had I known that being a redhead was special and that there was something unique and beautiful, I wouldn't have done so much QT and self-tanning and, oh my goodness, the stuff that I had to go through. But there was something about that that made me also become very tenacious and very determined. And I couldn't rely on looks. I had to, you know, utilize creativity in my brain. I'm kind of that big picture person as well. But I wanted the women to know that you're not done when you're 50. Come on. What if you added the word just as I want it after everything you say? Oh, my belly is so fat just as I want it. Because you are going to reap what you speak. Believe it or not, you're giving your brain a target. You're telling your body, your soul, your mind what direction to go into. And so when I started adding that little tagline, just as I want it, I started changing what I was saying. I will be creative in my 60s. My most significant season of life is still yet ahead of me, just as I want it. My love life with my husband is amazing, just as I want it. What about you? How did you get to 50 years old? And I do want to ask you about your love life because you have an ex-husband that tells me, and I have an ex-husband, that we've overcome some pain in relationships. I want to hear about that too, if you share a little bit. But how did you face becoming 50 and now 60 and what's on the horizon? The, The universe blessed me with some great people in my life and mentors. 
And thank God my mentor, not my mom, but do you know who Jack LaLanne was? I do. Yeah. So Jack LaLanne was the, one of the greatest fitness heroes of our time. He passed away about 10 years ago. I did an infomercial with him that grossed over a billion dollars selling juicers. And he had massive isms. My kids still talk about him. You know, if man made it, don't eat it. And he was just this precious man who been married to his beautiful bride, Elaine, for 50 years. Yeah. And Elaine is now 97. I've spent a lot of time with Miss Elaine LaLanne. And one of the things that she showed me, which just radically changed everything, was she showed me the cover of a book. She's a baby girl. She said, this is me at 65 on the cover of a book. And my leotard oh. looking like the body of a 22-year-old. She said, You're, my 60s were my best. I said, how dare I in my 40s and 50s think anything less? And now when I look at her at 97 and she still laughs and loves me and I love her. She's, you know, if you don't have a great mom in your life, go find one. They're out there. Find one. There are people who've lived spectacular lives. At one point, I met one of the oldest burlesque strippers in my hometown here in St. Petersburg. And she was spunky as all get out. And I'm like, how dare you play small? So right. my advice to you in your 50s, find somebody 20 years older who's living a great life and say, yes. I haven't gotten to that yet because it is society does want to put you down and shame on them and menopause and all the other crazy things that we talk to each other. But again, really glad I didn't have girlfriends back then. I do love women now, which is very interesting to watch. I was blessed with a boy and a girl twin and I watched my daughter get picked on. Little girls are horrific. If you're out there and you're a little girl, shame on you. And you know that, like you said, all the little blonde girls should be looking at you going, look at the redheaded princess. She's extraordinary, but they put you down because you were different. Yeah. yeah. I don't know right. why we as girls inherently have that little thing. And maybe it's survival of the fittest. Who knows? It's probably instinctual. But as you get to a certain age and you look around, you look at all the women. I look at women like Christy Brinkley, who I just thought was the epitome of like God, gorgeous, blonde, perfect. Beauty. I met Christy. She's lovely. But she also had four husbands. She had multiple kids with, and she didn't live a life that I would have envied at the end of the day. And I thought, isn't that interesting that I, you know, they say, be careful about meeting your heroes. Well, meet your heroes to realize that they're human. And so are you. Yes. yes. And, and you know, it's funny, as you were saying that, I thought things that I wish I knew when I was younger. And mm -hmm. here's the thing, don't age, don't buy into all of this. Right. And so, and there are things out there, there are hair treatments and skin treatment and great food to eat and great vitamins to take. And again, I didn't have a role model for this, wish I did. I fell in love with my first husband. We both were young, we went through a lot together. Not we weren't very young, I married him, I was 35. I'd already been, you know, had lived a portion of a life, five years younger than me, and we raised a little boy, we couldn't get pregnant. And so we raised a little boy from South Central, big brother, little brother program. Tom, my ex is six foot six, Notre Dame football player, very smart, charismatic, white as a sheet. He has white blonde <laughs> hair, always has. People would joke at the beach, they'd use him as a sunscreen. Yes. And Dexter Rideout, who we raised, was blacker than my microphone from South Central. And a spunky, not a great kid when we got him. He had all these misconceptions about white people and privilege. And, and we oh, knocked sure. that out of him and showed him a great humanity. And he was, with, he was in my life for 12 years, best man at my wedding, loved this little boy so much. And then six months after my twins were born, Dexter was murdered. He was shot in the back by a kid who didn't have a mentor like us, not far from his home, right outside USC on a Sunday morning. And our world stopped. And But I had these two babies. So now I'm working to raise two babies. Had just lost my parents. 9-11 had happened and Dexter's dead. And my, and my wedding photos on the cover of the LA Times. And it was a very traumatic five-year time. Yes. But, you know, you continue to do a little research on me and I won't share this now, but I'm going to share this in a summit you and I are going to do together. Good. I ended up 
in my property in Los Angeles, my house was too small to raise a family in, but it was on a very large property. We were going to knock it down. It was like $25,000 to knock it down. And I didn't have that kind of spare capital. And I said to my architect, why don't we just blow it up? He said, excuse me? I said, we live in Hollywood. Mel Gibson just blew up a house for lethal weapon down the street. Let's blow it up. He said, what are you talking this is how, like you said, what do you do solving problems? Well, if you yeah. go to YouTube and type in Die Hard, literally the Bruce Willis movie, Live Free or Die Harder, blows up my house, you'll see the story of how I put it up on the market. I got some guys to knock on my door. They said, if you can be out of here, we're going to use it for the first scene in the movie to blow it up. And life was different. It's like, wow, that's kind of a crazy thing. Well, it was very hard. I think when people lose a kid or go through something traumatic, we decided together we are going to raise our kids. And we tolerated each other for a long time, but he needed to get happy on his own. I needed to get happy on my own. And then we started to live apart. And I said to myself very consciously, I'm not going to fall in love with someone else until my babies are grown. I probably Mm. missed out on 10 years of being in love, but I wanted my children. It was so important to me to raise these kids. And I didn't want them to have a step parent and neither did my ex, which is kind of crazy. So we tolerated each other while we raised these beautiful kids. They knew there was some tension at the house. It wasn't perfect. But one day my kids were about 15 years old and somebody said, Forbes, are you married? I'm like, yeah, why? They said, well, because I don't see any love in your work. And I think I started to get a little brittle, a little angry. And my, I discovered what a narcissist is and why the relationship was hurting me. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with myself, like I would train you or anyone else. And I said, all right, let's knock this off. What does it mean to be in love? Do you deserve to be happy? And the answer is you do. You deserve to be married again. Do you deserve to have a romance? And then I started to do some research and I tell you, make a list. I mean, you can share how you're with your husband, but of all the things that you need, because one, you get what you tolerate. I tolerated being unhappy every day for 10 years. And I pretended it wasn't that, but it was eating away at me and had all kinds of ramifications on my health. I ended up in the hospital because of it. And then one day I said, all right, here's my list universe. And two more things I want. I don't want just a guy. I want to be a power couple. I want to be like Randy Gerber and Cindy Crawford. I want to be like Gabrielle Reese and, and Laird Hamilton, the, or I want to be like Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. I want to be in a red carpet. My ex would never walk with me, would never enjoy some of the things I got to do. I want that. Oh, wait, one more thing, universe, while we're at it. I want him to look like he walked off the cover of a romance novel. So uh-uh. if you give me permission to share my screen. Yes. Goes, I'm going to show you what the universe said. Okay, you paid your dues, you raised your kids, and you continue to think that you're special. I'm going to give you exactly what you want. I didn't go on Tinder. He actually came into my hotel room to model for my fitness product in Las Vegas. People say, how did you meet your husband? He was a gift in my hotel room in Vegas. Sounds kind of funny, right? But sounds like a story Forbes would tell. And then I say to people, of course, when you see a picture of my husband, if you don't say, wow, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And then I show them this picture. Okay. Can you see it? Oh, wow. Right. That's the only, what else you say to that photo? That's your husband? And I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely, that's Joshua. He has won awards. He is a bodybuilder. He's a former Chippendale. He's the freaking cutest guy in the entire world. I don't care. I love him. Oh my goodness. No one looks like this man. And I will tell you, he not only fell in love with me, but says things crazy like I was made for you. And he has his own crazy backstory where his dad was killed when he was two. His stepdad was killed in a car crash when he was 15. And he set out to be wildly determined to have a body, but also he's a 3D graphic artist. He is amazing, but the universe has a little sense of humor. 
And so January 2nd, 2020, he was in a very bad automobile, in a motorcycle accident. This is him Ooh. on the left with his crutch. This is him after six months of sitting in a wheelchair as COVID hit. Wow. And I told him I'm very much about stories. This is not a before photo. This is an after photo on the right. He has a physical training program to build muscle and he repaired himself. And he then went back and said, I'm going to be Mr. Olympia again. He went back to the gym. He trained his ass off. He ended mm. the competition and he won. Oh my goodness. What he, a story. Right. And as this expected. Is, as expected that that is the man that loves me that I love because I said, I want my story to be this spectacular and you need, and there's hundreds of photos of us on red carpets. It's like, wow. So. And what if you would not have waited 10 years? What if you had not sacrificed your immediate need for something down the road? You knew instinctively, this is my goal right now is to raise two amazing children, give them attunement, build that same foundation for them that I had of a parent paying attention to me, loving me so they could launch. And then God says, here you go because you put off the immediate gratification for the down the road, you got the goal. Good job. Awesome. Now I just, there's a little caveat to this. Okay. And I always say it when I talk about my babies, I ended up going through in vitro, it was very successful. I had twins. I pushed them out at 42 and they were very healthy babies. What do you say to somebody whose babies were not so healthy or didn't survive? Do you say that God wasn't watching them too? So I'm always a little cautious about not bragging or saying that, you know, you sacrificed and therefore God gave you something. I don't think yes. it works that way. I do think that you write your story. I have a lot of families who are single women or husbands recently, two of my friends, they died. They, yeah. after COVID, they got a vaccine and the next thing you know, they were gone. And both of them. And you go, well, is God not watching out for them? And so I have to be very cautious when I say my story, because it does sound a little bit fairy tale. And I thank God every day and I am grateful, but I also went through a lot to get there. And so right. if you're listening to this and your life is not quite what you thought it was, really examine it. Don't get mad because I'm going to tell you this crazy thing about God. I love when people get up there, they win the award and go, or they win the Super Bowl. You know, God was on my side. No, God's on the side of the people who lose as well. He doesn't pick and choose like that. It's not how it works. No, it's God just that loves. maybe you had different lessons to learn and bring out to the world. And I cautious my tale by saying that life happens for you. It really does. Mm -hmm. But it's not, and, and not everything doesn't happen for a reason. Everything happens. Yes. I believe it's your responsibility. To Thank you for reason. saying that. It drives me nuts when people say everything happens for a reason. The reason could be I was dumb. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the reason could be that you didn't structure it well, you didn't plan it right, you didn't ask for help. Those are, could be your lessons. And yeah. the next thing too, guys, be, do not be afraid of failure. Do not be afraid of success. Don't stop being afraid. I don't even know what that word means. People bandy about like, I have a fear of success. Bullshit, you don't. And it's not nice to hold on to that because if you're afraid of it, it won't find you. And when you mm -hmm. fail, which I have done a lot, you learn lessons. You know what my job's become? Learn the lesson faster and don't make the same stupid mistake again because I've done that one too. You're like, didn't I learn that lesson? The answer was, I guess I didn't. So I got to get to do it again. Go around again. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. You know, I was in a marriage for 28 years and it was not a happy marriage. 
but I also wanted to keep my family unit together. I did not want my children to have a stepfather or a stepmother. We had a responsibility. We brought these children into the world and I we were going to raise them. And so we did the best that we could. I thought I was in it for life. He decided to leave after 28 years, ran away from home. And uh, I had to get a private detective to even find him to serve him because he was gone for two years. It was just kind of a brutal ending. But what I often feel like is that it was worth the wait because I have an amazing husband as well that I believe I would have missed him. And I think that I still, because of the person that I am and what I've learned, I wouldn't have settled anyway. So I know it would have been great whoever it was, but I'm very thankful that I have my husband, Paul, and he's not as quite as big as your husband. <laughs> but Come he's on, very show tough. me, share. Come on, share this beautiful man because beauty's on the inside. Okay, um, but let's see if I can I, find I, I love this story. Quick. While you're looking for that, I'm going to just wrap up yeah. something. Yeah, you please When do. I look at you, to me, you're stunningly beautiful. You do look like the redheaded Barbie and you're gorgeous. And then you go, well, wait a second. How is it possible that somebody would leave her? Kind of like the Christy Brinkley story. Sure. Don't covet what somebody else has because you don't know. And just because you look a certain way doesn't mean that you get certain things in life. And just because you appear a certain way, like you're always happy, doesn't mean that life behind closed doors can be freaking miserable. So how did you meet your husband? Well, I had to get some financial guidance and he was in wealth management. And I went in one day to get some help on rolling over a 401 after my divorce. And he, this beautiful man, this six foot five hunk of hunk of burning love walked in. Come on, I got to see this. I'm looking for a picture of him. He put out his hand. He said, hi, I'm Paul Damon. I said, hi, I do. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. I was, I was smitten right from the beginning. Let's see. I got to find a picture of him. Oh, I but, think that is just precious. How old are your kids? Well, this is the crazy thing. So my children are 42, oh. 41, and 37. Wow. I have 12 grandchildren and mm. I have two great grandchildren. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> and where do you live? I live in Michigan. All right. Very nice. And so that is just beautifully exciting. Yeah. I say I live in Michigan where I walk on water from (laughs) December to February because it's frozen. Well, Uh, I want to come down to Tampa, Florida. It's hot down here. I own a beautiful television studio and I run great live events and I would love to have you come down. That would be awesome. Look at you. How long ago was that picture taken? Probably about eight years ago. Why do you look younger now? Well, you know what? I lost weight since then, actually. So I started working out too. Crazy. Like I did the same thing for Forbes. Oh, we're going to have to get you one of these. You know about my spin gym, right? I know I don't have one, but I want one. Oh and my I God. Right, well, your video. For your audience, you need to go to Shop Spin Gym. It is a great present for the holidays. It is not expensive. It's one of the coolest things ever. It's why I have a body and arms. Joshua uses it. Believe it or not, he does. It's how we met. I was shooting a spin gym commercial. And he came in as my model. And by the way, the thing that I love about Paul is the way, oh, you guys are absolutely stunning. And he's beautiful. He's absolutely beautiful. Believe me, you don't want a bodybuilder. They spend a little too much time in the gym. And I told my kids, (laughs) never date bodybuilders. And look how much younger you look. You need to put that photo side by side because something magical has happened to you. Maybe it's about being in love for a period of time or being a grand. And then by the way, that's a grandma. Hello. I know, right? 
like the sexiest grandma I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. Well, are you familiar with Joan McDonald? No, I'm not. I think I've eaten in her restaurant though. Oh. <laughs> no, it's a joke. I've never gone to McDonald's. Yeah, right, no. She is from the UK, but she's got quite a following. I think she's about 78 years old now. Right. She went into bodybuilding. So there's a before oh. and an after. And I started following her, watching her. And I said, that's where I'm going because I'm going to steward this body. We get one body and yep. I am not letting it go. No way, no how. In fact, my next book is just getting ready to, it's launched today. The making of a brave hearted woman. I it's love it. Out today. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Uh, just another little yeah. side note. I have a book that came out two days ago for your grandkids. Okay. Yes, tell us. That it took me 12 years to write. It's called The Candy Witch. And if you go to Amazon, it's available there. What that is, talking about bodies, food, and nutrition, is that I have these beautiful twins. They're about three or four years old. And man, those guys can knock on more doors at Halloween than you've ever seen. They were like speedboats. And they come home with a bucket, <laughs> two buckets of candy. And I have a little bit of a candy issue. You know, I used to eat it as whatever. You know, I had an overweight as a kid. And now I'm looking like, Unlimited, you know, what's funny. I could go to the dollar store, but now it's free. It's in my house. It's unlimited Reese's pieces and Hershey bars. And, and oh my God, one, you know, hundred thousand dollar that would live in my dining room table and I would eat it. And in fact, not only would I eat it, but when you're an overeater, I'd be in bed and would go Reese's pieces is calling. Come get me. I'm like, no, wait, where, what do I, where? And I realized I had to get it out of the house, like physically get it out of the house. And I wrote this, this story came to me. It's a beautiful rhyming poem about Princess Dulce, who also indulged in, she was a beautiful kingdom princess. She indulged in too much candy. And what it says is that on Halloween, she gets her beauty back if she goes around and each kid can keep five pieces of candy. And then they put the rest of it outside and she scoops it up and gives it to wherever, throws it out. I don't care what you do with it. But like the tooth fairy, it leaves money in exchange that you can go buy something that's really precious to you and not have your teeth fall out. And it is well called said. The Candy Witch by Forbes Riley. It's on Amazon. It just launched two days ago. I have been telling this story for decades. And then I finally got somebody who could illustrate it. I fell in love with the illustration and I just kept forgetting to get it published. Today is the day. So Today. you and I have two books Yay. Braveheart Candy Witch. <laughs> How do we find your book? We find my book on amazon.com. Well, I'm going to go ahead and put the link will be in the show notes. The link for your things will also be in the show notes, the spin gym and the candy, candy witch. witch. Yep. And we'll get those for you. And then there's and one more note if you would put in there, because I have a huge yeah. giveaway. I am a master when it comes to verbal communication and getting your message out very quickly in my career as an infomercial host, I've grossed a little over two and a half billion dollars. And what that allows me to do is I go into major corporations, I redo their pitches, but now I've devoted the last three years to working with entrepreneurs to get them to say better words. I believe you're in one of my classes and, and they're fun. Yeah. So there's a free gift called WWW free gift from Forbes where you can get the template, but the big giveaway right now is at one minute to millions.com where you get the entire training but you also get this super bonus in January. I'm doing a five day live. I've done this many times boot camp for one minute and you get a free ticket to that. So it's probably about $5,000 of stuff for one tiny little price. It's like, oh, wow. It's so and worth I'm only, it. Yeah. And I'm only doing that for a short period of time through the holidays because I'd love 10,000 people to be in boot camp this time. Because yes. when you can up level your communications, you get a podcast. You fall in love with the people that you want. You're living your dream, whatever it is that you want. 
you understand how to go for it. And you asked me that at the very beginning of the interview. How do I figure out how to get what I want? This is part of that system, is doing a little bit of due diligence, quiet work to uncover what you want, why you want it, what your core values are, what you're willing to do to get it, and what happens if you don't get it. Beautiful. Well, this has been such a treat, and I am so thankful that you took time out of your amazingly busy schedule or fully engaged life to spend a few moments with us and our audience. Friends, you've heard it here today. You can live by default or you can live by design. You can architect a future that is great and amazing. We might look at Forbes and say, oh, she had a charmed life. But did she or did she design a life and believe in the gifts that were inside of her and take the risk? I know many times we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but you even put up your own finances and you took those leaps of faith. And today you're sitting in the results of what a life can look like. Friends, make sure you avail yourself to all the things that she has to offer. I'm so thankful you were with us. Just a final word of goodbye. Yeah, well, never goodbye and see you soon. See is you that soon. I would encourage all of you to take a quiet moment after listening to this. Look around your room, look around your life, look at yourself naked in the mirror and say, is this by default or by design? I love how you said that. And if it's not 100% by design, look and just see where can I make some changes? Who do I need to reach out to? How do I need to say I love you in the mirror? And one of my favorite phrases, and I'll leave you with this, is what we call granting yourself permission. I have a little permission card that I carry everywhere. And it simply says, I hereby, it says your name. So Forbes Riley, looking in the mirror, I'm going to ask you to do this. I hereby grant you permission to, and then fill in the blank. So I hereby grant you permission to live an outrageously wonderful, creative, phenomenal, fulfilling life. I hereby grant you permission to go star in a movie next week. I hereby grant you permission to spread love and light everywhere that you go. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, say your name so your a subconscious knows you're talking to you and give it permission. Here's a big one. I hereby grant you permission to let go of the last 25 pounds or grant you permission to leave the abusive relationship. I hereby grant you permission to completely moved out of the country. Whatever it is that you think you want to do through this process, that one word talking to your brain will change your actions. And then your actions become what you do. And then what you do becomes this wonderful life that I grant and wish to all of you. Thank you. So beautifully said, thank you. Well, this is Dawn Damon, your Braveheart Activator. And I'm gonna leave you like this. I hereby grant you, find your brave and live your vision. for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.